Hi everyone, I'm Prakshal and welcome to Now Podcast. This episode is brought to you by my own weekly newsletter, Philosophy Poetry Podcast. Every Wednesday, I send three gems: one philosophical idea, one poetry piece, and one podcast conversation in your inbox. To sign up, you can go to nowwithprakshal.com forward slash newsletter. Now with p r a k s h a l dot com forward slash newsletter. In this episode, we have Vidit Gujarati with us. Vidit is the chess super grandmaster, and he has attained the title of grandmaster at the age of 18, and he currently ranks second in India and 23rd in the world. Vidit is the fourth Indian ever to cross the rating of 2700, and it is my absolute privilege to have him on the show. So enjoy this episode. Vidit bro, I'm so grateful that you agreed to do this. I'm a big fan. I'm literally a big fan. So th- first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm also very excited to be here. Yeah, man. All right. So the first question is, how do you get into chess? Um, I was like around six or seven years old, and my parents uh, were doctors, so uh, they had to go to hospital and manage uh, every like the uh, hotel uh, hospitals stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I used to get bored, so they wanted me to engage in something and. the game i liked was cricket back then but when we went to the academy they said that uh, like i'm too young for it the season ball might hit me and i'll get injured and at home i used to play chess with my dad and i used to lose at it so then it was natural choice that i okay let's learn chess let me defeat my dad so that was my motivation when i started out <laughs> and uh, like when did you decided to like get full into it like get let's get all in into chess i mean yeah. i think like you started as a hobby right just to yeah. and so when did you decided like okay let's do it professionally or i want to improve like anything like when when did that develop interest like developed so much uh like i think it was since beginning i had a lot of interest like the game really captured my attention and in like mm-hmm. school i was very mischievous i became quieter and you know i had all this good effects from the game and uh, i took a liking towards it and the main thing was i hated losing so that was my motivation like i lost some games in tournament then i was like okay i need to get better at it i need to get better at it so already i was in that professional mindset if you can say that uh, mm-hmm. but only i think uh, when i was like 11 years old i think i won my first national championship and that time it was like okay i could do something in this before that it's just a dream but then you know you start to get results and that's an encouragement to go ahead so i think that was the turning point i would say and uh, how did your parents perceived when you like told them that you want to go into like all in for this and be a, like a real professional into it how did they perceived they were very supportive actually if not for their support i would have not even like played more than 3 4 events uh, mm-hmm. my mom for example uh, stopped practicing she w- she is a doctor herself so she used to come with me to tournaments so she sacrificed basically her career uh, at the point where you know nothing was certain i was just had one few tournaments there was not, no guarantee that it would turn out well so i think their support only kept me going and i'm really grateful to them and as you said like your mom sacrificed her career and your parents like so do you like when you are playing or when you are practicing or you are training do you have that in mind that a lot of sacrifices had been made to you know to put you in such a good position uh, 
so do you have that consciously in your mind like, um when i was young i didn't know actually what they are doing for me like you don't have mm-hmm. that understanding right you're just basically mm-hmm. playing and having fun fun mm-hmm. yeah you don't realize the importance you're too young to understand that uh but now when i've grown up of course i realize that's uh, that importance but i it was never uh, a feeling of you know uh, restriction it was just mm. a feeling of uh, gratefulness like if mm. not for that i would have not achieved whatever i am i have able to achieve so that the feeling is not of any regret or something it's really a feeling of gratefulness and and that gratitude i think that brings like it must have brought you and your your parents close you know the gaps of like generational gap it might like it get it gratitude like i mean if i'm so grateful that my parents are allowing me to do all this so that helps me to connect with them more and you know to reduce that right. distance of generations right true, right. true. you were professionally training and you you must have mentors and gurus and professional coaches so tell me about their role how did they play it and how did you find them the right mentor for you so, i mean right uh, mentor yeah. like this decides a lot of when you are young even if you are like a, too much into it coach decides a lot of True. factors like how how things will turn out for you so how did you find the right mentors for you to uh, yeah i mean you cannot really underestimate the importance of a coach i think it really acts as a catalyst you know you improve mm-hmm. really fast uh, when you take coaching and again uh, it was due to the effort of my parents like usually what happens is like you put the kid in some coaching class or something and you forget about it but my parents were constantly like analyzing okay is this coach good for him what is he teaching but there's a fine line of interfering and analyzing so they didn't interfere in the coaching session but just to analyze okay what's happening what's the right step what should we do next should we uh, get another coach what is his weakness so they were analyzing the situations and they were approaching various coaches so i remember the tournament i won right before uh, the national championship my first one my mom went a week before with me to the tournament place and we took a week uh, coaching from one of my coaches so that really helped me uh, in that tournament so such things you know to be mm. proactive when it comes to that and i was very lucky with coaches there were um, uh, i i didn't stick to one coach i was trying to learn from many of them uh, so in my childhood in nasik uh, many of the coaches used to come at my place i used to go at their home and they some coaches didn't even like charge me you know they were like so uh, i was really lucky when it comes to knowledge i really got it when i needed the most so and are you like in still touch with them like some of, of them course, of course every one of them and ha- how happy or proud they feel like you know that you have become a super grand master and you are just nailing the game so how did they like feel it and you know yeah whenever i meet them uh, they are still like a coach to me so mm. uh, i always have that that relationship has not changed doesn't matter what mm. i have achieved they are still coach so i still call them sir and you know uh, with all the etiquettes uh, so that's the same and they of course they tell me that they feel proud they are happy that i won the tournament i get a message from them that's always special right you can't replace mm. that yeah i agree man and you also like mentioned in your talk that you had a period of from age 15 to 18 if i'm not wrong yes. that you were kind of stuck and stagnant you're not growing as you wanted to or you were supposed to be yeah. so tell first of all tell me about that period and how did you 
like it's very hard to be persistent for 3 years when you're not growing exactly. most that is the point when most of the people give up like man it's not happening for me maybe this is not thing for me so tell me about that phase how did it happen and when did you realize that you are stuck and how did you get out of it um so actually i like for uh, to become a grandmaster you need two criteria one is to get a certain rating that is like 2500 rating i had already achieved that but the other thing which is required is to create a uh, play like three super tournaments and you perform well in that kind of that like i'm just trying to break it down to the most basic terms uh, mm-hmm. it's called grandmaster norm if you achieve that then you uh, become a grandmaster so i had achieved 2500 when i was like 14 already so okay. i had really good chances of becoming a grandmaster at the age of 14 and at that time i think it would have been i would be some second or third youngest i don't know exactly but something like mm-hmm. that so it was a big deal uh, back then but that pressure got to me and i came very close and i used to think of you know oh i'm going to achieve this and that's when i used to make a mistake so that mm. really uh, stopped me stopped my uh, success and that was a very frustrating period i wouldn't lie about it uh, also like the thing is in india it was tougher to become a grandmaster you have to go to europe but i couldn't manage to do that so there was like some other obstacles but mainly it was i think my mindset which was stopping me from becoming a grandmaster like i was uh, kind of panicking in the last moments hmm. and it went on until i stopped and you know just took a toll like okay what's happening it shouldn't be that tough i mean i have already got the first criteria and hmm. what's my mistake like uh, i think someone said that you cannot uh, if you repeat the same mistakes you cannot achieve much something like that right so if you mm-hmm. keep doing the same things you cannot expect different results i think that was the quote so i was doing the same things and expecting that i'll become a grandmaster so then i realized okay my mindset is really negative because once i messed up i was constantly thinking oh okay i have advantage again i'll be messing up something like that so i was not really in a great mindset to you should be free you know you should not have such thoughts mm. during the game so i took a toll and then uh, i just played like freely in the next tournaments like with no pressure and it can do wonders having no pressure it's not easy to get there because already like let's say you have put up some investment in the business for example you always think oh i have put so much on the stake mm. and, but that doesn't give you anything good that's what my experience tells me so i just tried to play freely and just do my work and somehow it clicked i became a grandmaster within like the next 3 4 months mm. and i think it's so important that you know you don't let the things consume you that are the things that are giving you everything i mean you can't f- so there's this concept of this thing like people like i feel personally i feel people somehow in their back of their mind they fear their own greatness i mean you know I, i'm not sure if if you ever felt that in that period like you know that you are only a few steps like to become a grandmaster right and to become a grandmaster is a big big thing and at a such young age somehow like the negative thing you are talking about na that you are the one that you are holding yourself back through your mindset and i think there is this part of this mindset negative mindset that you said that one part is obviously you explained very well like that you are negative and that uh, you you are not learning from your mistakes and you are too fearful that you might lose and this other part i think there is just one part that you fear your own greatness that you know what if like 
if if it happens then you'll become like such a great like such you it will be such a big achievement so do you also like feel that or is it this thought never crossed your mind uh, for me it's like let's say i i'm close to winning a tournament and i it's right mm-hmm. there you know i'm at the finishing line that's when mm-hmm. sometimes i feel the pressure that oh it's so close that it's almost in my hands but not yet and that's mm-hmm. when it's likely when you're thinking about this someone else will cross you hmm so that's what happened with me i was thinking so much about it that i was not focusing hmm. on running basically that was the problem yeah man okay and there is this notion that is like such prevalent in our society that if you want to be really good especially at chess that you have to start early that from the young age i mean you have started early obviously but the, do you think that it holds true suppose for example if i want to start play i don't i don't play chess like i haven't played so do you think like only people who start at a very young age can only be like great or like the, does age plays a big role in this i think it does yeah. like i think for any sport you know age makes mm-hmm. a difference like you cannot start playing cricket let's say when you're 25 or something it's too late to you know get through that and in chess mm-hmm. also i think it applies for example when you're young your grasping power is really high you absorb mm-hmm. information like a sponge and you have no worries as i said that time i didn't have the pressure i didn't know what my parents were doing for me right so i was just exactly. playing freely as a kid i was just enjoying playing freely that pressure is mm-hmm. not there and also when you grow up you have other responsibilities like financial responsibilities some people are dependent on you you know right mm. so you cannot really go all in that time because you have to take care of other things your focus is like divided but i assume if someone is like having one minded focus it's very rare to do that and if you can do that i think age is a hurdle but it can be crossed but it requires more effort that's the point mm. and and the thing that you told me like if you were at that age if you were thinking that your parents are making so much sacrifice so that might like that might like become a hurdle for you but at such a young age you don't think about all this stuff like as you said there you were just enjoying it exactly yeah it makes sense like a lot of sense and all the big athletes like in all the sports they usually start very young like swimmer michael phelps they all started very young at a very young age yeah also like all right, all right. I've, i've been playing chess for all, already 18 years if you think exactly. i'm 25 years so it took me 18 years to come where i am so if i started at 25 i would be <laughs> theoretically <laughs> like when i'm 45 or something that's quite late yeah. right yeah oh oh nice this is like okay <laughs> this is a good analogy <laughs> like you have been playing for 18 years man like people like i don't know if like uh all right i'll come back to this later all right you have told me about uh, power of subconscious visualization you have told in your ted talk so tell me when you realize there is this immense power in your subconscious mind and you need to tap to become great and to be like to there are some hurdles that you won't you are not able to cross at that point before tapping into that subconscious power so tell me how did you realize it and how do you tap right now into that power yeah. the thing is i'm i've still not perfected it and hmm. i also fail many times to it's like you know having mindfulness you can be mindful for 5 10 minutes one hour then you forget about it right but then you flow with the thoughts yeah exactly yeah. so it's exactly like that you are conscious of what am i talking to myself it's a matter of habit and mm-hmm. uh, that's why there are many training methods to do that and i still sometimes forget to do it 
so i'm no way i'm suggesting that i know it i've mastered that art I'm far from that but when i've done it i've seen results hmm. so whenever uh, it puts you in a good mindset basically it's very positive and um i think for one of the things which helped me a lot is also to be in the mindset of learning even when i'm practicing i get easily bored because it's like a mechanical work you're doing the routine stuff but let's say if i'm sitting with the aim of okay i learn something new i'll uh, today i'll become a better person than what i was yesterday already that mindset is very positive you're eager to you know uh, learn you're not focused on what is the result otherwise it's just a mechanical work that's a motivation for me so i think it makes a big difference when you tap a little bit into such things your perspective changes and that makes a hell lot of difference and what is the exact exact technique that you used to like i know like you haven't mastered it but still like when when did when then things were working for you for the subconscious thing so what were the exact thing you were doing um one of the things was that i wrote down uh what i wanted to achieve and i used mm-hmm. to read it right before i go to the bed and we, when i wake up in the morning so i was starting my day and ending my day on that note so it was mm-hmm. always there like i'm going to achieve this i'm going to do that and that somehow let's say i'm going to get uh, i'm getting like a notification from youtube for example that would stop me from going there because i know what my goal is what is my priority what my priorities mm-hmm. are something like that so it could help in that way and also uh, the main thing was i had already practiced in my mind that situation like i'm winning the game i'm at the finishing line and i'm going to cross it so already in my mind i have been there so when that situation comes i'm ready for it you know that overwhelming emotion is gone i'm already there so i know how it's going to be something like that so i take that pressure off by just imagining it visualizing it kind of believing in it sometimes you don't win because you don't think that oh i deserve so much or oh, am i really going to be the next billionaire for example when it when you get like a million rupees there's an opportunity you're going to get million rupees sometimes you think really is it going to happen but when you already mm-hmm. practice it daily you're kind of, kind of getting used to it yeah it can happen why not i'm going to put in so much work something like that oh god it's so amazing like so virat so there was this one guy that was interviewing virat kohli Okay. and he he told the exact same thing like the with the same exact context so he t- he told that so he was he told that that visualization is very important to him so he what what he what he usually do is like suppose he has a very important match and there's this big player suppose dale stain and so he visualized that he is playing against him and he is like scoring well and that emotion so he is like practicing that overwhelming emotions that pressure you know i mean it's like it's kind of a practice match for your emotions and your body like you know if you are playing with a big player or a big tournament or a big important match you are already practiced in your head so much that you're comfortable now like this situation that situation won't be new for you sure. right and i'm 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 so glad that it, it is also working for you in the, in this sense also and it's already working for players like think, you also i think the cases like many people know that it's good because there's certainly no downside to it right it's only mm. good but the main problem where i also fail is it's matter of discipline to do it often and mm. it's like you do it once twice thrice then you kind of get bored you forget about it but if it becomes like a discipline then mm. it will bring the results but people uh, people or even me 
I do it for few days and then I expect results. But it takes a long time to get those results. You know, you need to have patience. You, it's not like you imagine now and it is going to, uh, um. like when that situation comes next time, it's going to happen. You have to really master the skill. It's like any skill, you know, something mm. like that. And talking about skills, do you like also practice other things, maybe related to mind, Sudoku, Rubik's Cube or memory sports or something like that? So I'm into Rubik's Cube. So so I'm there's a fascination that is attached to it. Like, so do you practice like, do you, have you tried all this? Uh, I, I get very uh, interested in other things, like very curious by nature. But mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say that I've mastered any of it. It's more like, you know, curiosity Oh, how does it work? What is that? Mm-hmm. So something along those lines. I'm I play like a lot of sports, but it's it's very obvious that you would expect me to be like into Rubik's Cube or something. But no, not really. No, 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 not relating. I just obviously I I like I I heard like I I'm gonna like there are two segments of it. One one thing is like this mind sports and puzzles, yeah. and other is like journal skills. So I'm I'm coming back to the yeah. journal skill. But let's first talk about the mind puzzles and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I get very interested in doing that. But some the thing is. I'm already playing chess, so I'm kind mm. of using my like uh, mental mm. a- activity for the day is done, right? So uh, <laughs> for me, I, other things I try to do is more like relaxing in terms of that. But mm. I do, like do you- to read. Uh, that's my major uh, source for intellectual food. So I like to read a lot of non-fiction books. Oh, I have a section for books later on in the podcast. I want to discuss it. And what are the, like what what are the sports that you like play or like to play i love badminton to play badminton uh, and basketball those two are my absolute favorites uh, basketball more because badminton the chances of injury are really high like when i used to play it's it's very uh, fast paced game and you can really get injured so now i switched mm. to basketball it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right and okay so there is this op- like another notion that i want to discuss with you that luck luck play a big role in things and when you are at such a big level you know the whole world is watching and you're playing with the best you're one of the best so in your experience what do you think the role of luck and how like what is the weightage of luck in winning I think luck or destiny or something, you can call it anything, uh, but it does play a part. But, you know, it's like 1% or 5%. Mm-hmm. Other things matter more, but there are some things where you need a little bit of luck. Let's say you're playing very well in the tournament, but you make one mistake in the round before that. And suddenly now you are dependent on other people losing or something like that, you know, for tie mm-hmm. breaks. Even in tennis, let's say you have played really well for five hours, but in that tie break, your opponent just misses an easy shot. You need that. You can call it love, destiny, whatever it is, but I think it plays a role, but it's only 5%. You need to play five hours of good tennis to get that, you know, last chance. That's the point. So, and something it's already something which is not in your hand, right? So there's no point in even pondering about it. Like, what can you do about it? Even if you have luck or if you don't. <laughs> can you do so you don't like consciously think about luck at any point. You just focus on the other 95% that is in your hands, right? I try to. Uh, but, you know, as I said, I'm not perfect by any means. Like when I lose, sometimes I go in this uh, mindset like, oh, why? I, I played so well. I didn't deserve this. But mm-hmm. I say that I think it's a immediate reaction to grief for many people. And I also have it. Like why with me or... 
I just didn't deserve it. I put so much of hard work, and he wins by not doing so much. For example, I do go in that mindset, but I also realize that I should get out of it quickly. Hmm. It's not really helpful. And uh, you talk a lot about self-talk. Like I mean, like we have talked about visualization, but it's like positive. Like you're not on. Like you're not the one that is sabotaging yourself. Like you're not standing in your own way. Like by negative talk, trash talk. Like that maybe I don't deserve it, as you said. That maybe I don't have the necessary skills. Maybe it's not. It's not meant for me. Like all these negative things. plays a big role like that's constant chatter that keeps going on in your head and it it, it happens with everyone yes. like it happens with the best of the best so how do so you have this code like it's not what you say out loud that determines your life it's what you whisper to yourself that has the most power right so one thing how what what do you whisper to yourself and the other thing is like how do you not get into the spiral of negative trash talk that sabotages your own growth i think like as you said everyone goes through it and mm-hmm. if one can completely eliminate that i think he is close to being enlightened so i i'm very far from that the main thing is when i try, go in that uh, train of mm-hmm. thought i just remind myself oh that's not what i wanted you know i try to control where my train of thought is going because then you know you think about one thing then you already like from one negative thing you're going to oh i've lost like this 5 years ago and it keeps mm. happening to me but then you put a break oh what's this going to do to me right Ra- rather mm. i just sit down learn from my mistakes and next time it will not happen so i change the perspective that's all i do but it the thoughts constantly come to me every day every single day so it's uh, the the thing is my mind is whispering something else i just change what it's whispering that's all and you 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 change that whispering by like bringing mindfulness to it like that it is not helping you exactly. and you need to break that pattern exactly like i mean it's not helping you whatever like whatever happened in the past how much you have, like whatever you you can do in your hands you did at that point but if you think about this like right now you are like creating problems for the future you're not getting there like so one of the things which is very common is like before a game you get anxiety what if i lose the fear of losing is really losing. high yes. so then one of the things is to uh, change your mindset to what is in my control so what i do is like okay what is in my control is to get good sleep mm-hmm. uh, what else can i do i can eat well so i'm energetic throughout the game i can prepare well i can discuss with my coach but how my opponent will play or how how the result will pan out is completely not in my control so when i just make this switch i'm just focusing mm-hmm. on what is in my control right i'm focusing on the process then the result and that makes a big impact before that i was thinking oh what if i lose the game what will people think about me something like that all these things are not in my control that's why we ha- feel helpless you know we have no control over it so you just switch that let's say i want to uh, achieve something let's say i want to do startup or something i should focus on okay i should go to some venture capitalist i should pitch my ideas to this people if it wo- if it will work out or not i have no idea hmm what can i do about it is the main thing so it's just like my mindset was negative and now i just put it in a positive frame which is to focus uh exclusively on what i can do about it and uh, focusing on what you can do is also a habit i guess that you have to develop exactly. over time you can't and you can't be like okay 
आई एम टूडे ओके आई थिंक अबाउट ओनली वॉट आई कैन कंट्रोल बट दी अदर डे यू आर इन द सेम पैटर्न यू हैव टू लाइक इट्स काइंड ऑफ मसल दैट यू हैव टू बिल्ड अगेन एंड अगेन एंड अगेन यू हैव टू प्रैक्टिस इट मैराथन एंड how do you i don't know what 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 are the things that you take care of preparing for thing and when you are in that time zone like for 7 hours straight playing chess you know well i think it's over a period of time i got to it like previously let's say i can practice for half hour then i move ahead one hour you know it, it's like exercise basically you develop your stamina to do it and of course over the years i have built it but there are certain things now which i try to do is like take care of what i eat during the game it makes a big difference like if you have coffee you have this sugar high and then it drops you know so what you eat is also very important during the game uh, other thing is like if you are uh, exercising a lot naturally you have more stamina you are more energetic one of mm. the things is are you sleeping well so this nighttime habits that you sleep on time have a routine so all little little things they add up and for example now the world champion who is magnus carlsen he is really good he he has like uh, good nerves like he doesn't like uh, panic or get nervous that's one of his biggest asset and for that he plays a lot of sports so he he's physically very well built and naturally when you do a lot of physical activity your nerves nervous system gets strong so when mm-hmm. you're playing a move for example your hands are less likely to tremble so all these little things you know it's all interrelated like if you have a good routine if you are more disciplined naturally you will be more fresh when you are playing the game so, so what do you usually eat at that point to get the right nutrition like you don't get that coffee sugar high and it suddenly drops like if you if if it is a sprint you can do that like drink a coffee and just run and come back <laughs> but it's a marathon so you can't drink coffee like too much to you know that suddenly it will get drop after 2 or 3 hours Uh, one of the things is like when i go to tournament i try to set my body clock uh, accordingly like i'll eat breakfast at the same time i'll have lunch at the same time sometimes dinner is out of my hands because the game goes for long but sure. i try to do that like sleep around same 11:30 12 or whatever it is wake up at the same time something like that then your your body knows it it's already prepared for it kind of uh, but what kind of foods to eat i'm still figuring it out like it keeps mm. changing you know there's one no definitive answer for example previously world champion magnus carlsen he used to drink a lot of orange juice but then he found out that drinking too much of it is actually negative so all these things you know it keeps changing sometimes mm. they say chocolate is good but only dark chocolate is good <laughs> it's so complicated that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so have you consulted any nutritionist or like feel expert in this that what should i eat or like i mean i feel nutrition I, is such a big part I didn't uh, focus on it until last year actually mm. then I realized that you know when you're going at the top all mm. little things make a big difference the improvement okay. is not a big jump you change mm. little things and they eventually add up mm. as they say changes changes come in uh, s- such tiny form that you cannot even measure it 
until exactly uh what to say put it all together and then you can see that change something like that so all these things like little bit of tweaking in the nutrition playing more sports yeah and especially at this point i mean when you're starting out you can jump like take big jumps exactly. like but after this that you have to just do little bit little bit little bit little every as you said every bit will add to or something and so what is your routine look like i kind of feel embarrassed because like you know now i'm in the podcast and it's supposed to be like you know like perfect no. lifestyle but i'm no, no, no. like i'm See, i mean there, there is like yeah. like there's no so there's this okay i'll tell you this story so there's this guy called tim ferris i don't know if you know yeah, him yeah. or not so yeah so he is this like time management machine or productive machine so there was this media company that approached him that we want to like take like see your schedule for 3 days and look what you do so what he did was so when they arrived so he was like just making coffee for like 15 20 minutes he was just relaxing and they were like this is how you get productive he was like i'm not a like 100% perfect machine but when i do things some things that i do perfectly and i have routines and systems that works for me but that doesn't mean ki i'm perfectly fine or 100% i don't do like all i do is like skill management and time and all this it's like i i do a lot of things like i i relax i don't feel like waking up from the bed like all the other people so you don't have to be perfect like nobody expects anyone to be perfect so you can tell like what is your routine look like <laughs> uh, there are two sides of it one of the things is when i'm relaxed you know it's more flexible mm-hmm. i can wake up at 8 9 or i can wake up 7 it's up to me uh, but one things which i really found helpful is when i've committed to something i just do it no matter what and the problem is that it happens there <laughs> so i have to build that discipline and i'm also still in uh, what to say the work is in progress so hmm. the thing is i decided if i've decided i'll wake up at 6 o'clock doesn't matter what falls on me i'll wake up at 6 o'clock there is no compromise on that but that's uh, the problem is it's like one out of five times i do that mm. but like i have a major tonight coming up i have decided that i'll have training sessions i have planned it like that so i will follow it no matter what and i'm i'm happy about that but you know as it is tough i get out of the practice of doing it uh, but when i'm relaxed i am also same i procrastinate like everyone else i also binge watch sometimes tv shows and mm. i'm uh, everyone is uh, you know what to say prone to doing those things some just have better self control yes <laughs> but yeah, i just my- the one thing is like if you decide on something that's all you do it doesn't matter what may come that i that thing if if i have that mindset it helps me and do you have like particular rituals that you have to like there's something that you won't miss like on any day like any rituals or habits morning habits evening habits night i mean anything that you are religiously follow as a ritual that man you have to do this no matter what like no matter whether i'm in a tournament whether i'm at home relaxing or just anywhere there's something that you don't miss yeah there are many things uh, but it keep changing like let's say i'm mm-hmm. developing a new habit let's have meditation when i'm developing that habit and i decided i'll do it every day it doesn't matter if it's 2 minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes at least i'll do it every day the longest i managed was i think 182 days oh but then i nice. broke it off because i was traveling from one country to other and in the flight mm-hmm. i uh, kind of uh, wasn't feeling well and when i came to india it was already past 12 then i realized oh no i have missed that 
<laughs> so time zone changed <laughs> and i missed that i was not mindful of that but it was 182 days something like that so small things like that mm. and i i was recently reading a book it's called kaizen uh, it's about uh, okay. habit change so they say that when we decide to do something very big you know you're motivated on the first day second day third day but eventually you think oh i have to exercise for 2 hours now it's like kind of there is more chances of you procrastinating but if mm. you uh, develop so small habit so if i uh, develop a habit so small that i don't even notice it then mm. i'm more likely to keep up with it let's say i decided that um, i'll do yoga but only for 5 minutes or 10 minutes then mm. next day okay 5 uh, minutes it was 10 minutes it was let's do it now mm. and it gives you the biggest thing is it gives you uh what to say uh positive feeling that you have completed that what you are decided yeah. it builds your willpower it's like small successes you know you mm-hmm. build on that oh 5 minutes i can do okay i can do 10 minutes slowly you increase it it's like baby steps right exactly you uh, get lot of uh, small wins rather than going for the big win mm-hmm. so i'm trying to do that now that's one of the things which i'm trying to learn and what can i do about it now let's have to improve my physical shape what can i do about it right now maybe i can just read or i can go to youtube and i can learn some yoga poses for example that's i can do it immediately right and mm-hmm. i can start today by doing 2 minutes of it like very small something like that so yeah as i said like i'm learning like everyone else so how do you like you are approaching a new thing it doesn't matter that you want to be like become the best on it i mean you just suppose you just mentioned you want to try to get in shape and work on your physical health so how do you approach something like how does your learning curve go thank you guys for listening to this podcast this was the first part with vidit and the second part will be out next week see you next week